0: Apple of your heart. you've torn my fallen heart, and you've lent me all my life, The angels sing of endless grace with everything that is in everyone's, crying home. When you come so close, I join the endless song of grace and love with everything that was. crying. Lord, we'll never stop for you, our God, forevermore. From the chorus of the earth, hear the song.
1: long for the whoops I missed the button and time on that one. Good morning everybody. I absolutely love that song, um Crying Holy, and it's been um it's been a good one to to remind ourselves on, you know, that that Jesus is the one true King and and He's gonna be there for us. So um I just wanted to Say good morning to everybody, and this is Sister on Scripture. It's Thursday, August the... August. Oh, my goodness. I am close to the mic. Is it too loud? I can turn it down. I'm not at the house, so... Um, but it's April the 13th. Okay, I'm, I've turned it down some, so that way it wasn't so loud. Usually I have to keep it up louder um, because of... I'm not usually this close, and so um, we'll get it. <laughs> My, after Monday, it was going crazy, and it turned out that all I needed to do was reset the computer. And that, isn't that funny how sometimes you just need to hit a reset button to fix things, um, but we were able to get it fixed. I thank you all for the prayers. Mm-hmm. the love and everything else that you've sent to me i've tried to get through responding to everybody individually but i have not yet but thank you all i've read them and i appreciate them and this family has been really good and wonderful for me so i love you guys and i thank you all for the prayers um today we're gonna get into jeremiah i think we left off In Jeremiah 11. Thank you Mila. Good morning, too, honey. Oh, well, good afternoon for you. Um, We left off last in Jeremiah 11 um, with the plots against Jeremiah and um, about how he was trying to get them to repent and they wouldn't. (laughs) Mary, yeah, that little reset button on life sometimes is a good thing, too. I went through reading several scriptures yesterday. Laura was really good and me and her had a good prayer and I was very appreciative of her praying over me. But yeah, on Monday, after all of those technical issues that we were having, um, I got Tim to come into the live studio with me and before we did, I had hit the reset button on the laptop and just rebooted and restarted it and bam, it worked. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And, and part of it, I think, it was God not wanting me to speak yet on what I was wanting to talk about. And he was wanting to let a little bit more um, message come through. And, and um, part of it, I think, should have been kept private. And I think that's um, how God worked it out. So we're going to dive into the Word. Um, we've got Jeremiah 12. And I also have um, some a passage from the Founder's Bible. Um, It's from Jeremiah 16 I will go ahead and give you the page number from the Founder's Bible so that way you can have it Um, It will be page 1131 when we get to that part Um, But I do want to cover that. Any prayers that y'all have um, If you will uh, put them in the chat, we'll pray at the end Over that and we're going to dive into the Word because He is what's going to get us through um, all of this stuff that's going on in the world, you know, everybody's got something that's on their plate and that's bothering them or, you know, just life that that deals us um, lemons yeah, and we got to make lemonade and Jesus kind of gives us that recipe on how to make it properly to where it's not so sour. Jeremiah 12, righteous art thou, O Lord, that I would plead my peace with thee. Indeed, I would discuss matters of justice with thee. Why has the way of the wicked prospered? Why are all those who deal in treachery at ease? Thou hast planted them, they have also taken root. They grow, they have even produced fruit. Thou art near to their lips, but far from their mind. But thou knowest me, O Lord, thou seest me, and thou dost examine my heart's attitude toward thee drag them off like sheep for the slaughter and let and set them apart for a day of carnage how long is the land to mourn and see that's that's something that uh you know right there i mean we can all relate to that um in fact you know we see so many that are going through um injustices um and especially where christians are being persecuted and you know, it's like, well, the ways of the wicked are prospering, but that's only because the ways of the wicked are easy. Um, the way of the Lord is, is easy as well. I don't mean it that way, um, but it's a whole lot easier to go through life with evil because evil is everywhere. Evil is the ruler of this world. Um, and so, you know, to go through and follow things like we, you know, should and follow them by by Christ, we know that we're going to be persecuted. I mean, the most persecuted man in history was Jesus. So we know that we're going to be, you know, going through troubles. Mila, yes, we'll definitely be praying for you. Um, And for sure at the end. for How long is the land to mourn and the vegetation of the countryside to wither, for the wickedness of those who dwell in it? Animals and birds have been snatched away, because men have said, "He will not see our ladder ending." If you had, ru- if you have run with footmen and they have tired you out, then how can you compete with the horses? With horses, if you fall down in a land of peace, how will you do in the thicket of, of the Jordan? For even your brothers in your household of your father, even they have dealt treacherously with you. Even they have cried aloud after you. And see, that's like, like with that, God is, we go through these things because it builds us up. It builds our character. It builds um, testimonies, you know. It, it, It gives us the ability to be able to help others um, that are, that are going through things that we've already been through. Those lessons are preparing us for what's to come. And the Lord's only going to put on you as much as you can handle. He's not going to put more on you than you can handle because he knows what you can't handle. Twelve six, For even your brothers in the household of your father, even they have dealt treacherously with you. Even they have cried aloud after you. Do not believe them, although they may say nice things to you. I have forsaken my house. I have abandoned my inheritance. I have given the beloved of my soul into the hand of her enemies. My inheritance has become to me like a lion in the forest. She has roared against me. Therefore, I have come to hate her. Is my inheritance like a speckled bird of prey to me? Are the birds of prey against her on every side? Go gather all the beasts of the field, bring them to devour. Many shepherds have ruined my vineyard. They have trampled down my field. They have made my pleasant field a desolate wilderness. It has been made a desolation. Desolate, it mourns before me. The whole land has been made desolate because no man leaves its heart. On all the bare heights in the wilderness, destroyers have come, for a sword of the Lord is devouring from one end of the land even to the other. There is no peace for anyone. They have sown wheat and they have reaped thorns. They have strained themselves to no profit. But be ashamed of your harvest because of the fierce anger of the Lord. Thus says the Lord concerning all my wicked neighbors who strike at the inheritance with which I have endowed my people Israel. Behold, I am about to uproot them from their land, and will uproot the house of Judah from among them. And it will come about that after I have uprooted them, I will again have compassion on them, and I will bring them back, each one to his inheritance, and each one to his land. Then it will come about that if they will really learn the ways of my people to swear by my name as the lord lives even as they taught my people to swear by Baal, then they will be built up in the midst of my people but if they will not listen then i will uproot that nation uproot and destroy it declares the lord and that's exactly what he's doing i mean everything that we're seeing right now is is in scripture Jeremiah 13, thus says, thus the Lord said to me, go and buy yourself a linen waistband and put it around your waist, but do not put it in water. So I bought the waistband in accordance, in accordance with the word of the Lord and put it around my waist. Then the word of the Lord came to me a second time saying, take the waistband that you have bought, which is around your waist and arise, go to the Euphrates and hide it there in the crevice of the rock. So I went and hid it by the Euphrates as the Lord had commanded me. And it came about after many days that the Lord said to me, Arise, go to the Euphrates and take from there the waistband, which I commanded you to hide there. Then when I went to the Euphrates and dug, and I took a waistband from the place where I'd hidden it and lo, the waistband was ruined. It was totally worthless. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, thus says the Lord, just so just so will I destroy the pride of Judah and the great, great pride of Jerusalem, this wicked people who refuse to listen to my words, who walk in the stubbornness of their heart and have gone after other gods to serve them and to bow down to them. Let them be just like this waistband, which is totally worthless. For as the waistband clings to the waist of a man, so I made the whole household of Israel and the whole whole household of Judah cling to me, declares the Lord, that they might be for me a people for renown, for praise and for glory, but they did not listen. Therefore you are to speak this word to them. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, every jug is to be filled with wine and when they say to you do we not very well know that every jug is to be filled with wine then say to them thus says the lord behold i am about to fill all the inhabitants of this land this the kings that sit for david on his throne the priests the prophets and all the inhabitants of jerusalem with drunkenness and I will dash them against each other, both the fathers and the sons together, declares the Lord. I will not show pity, nor be sorry, nor have compassion that I should not destroy them. Listen and give heed. Do not be haughty. For the Lord has spoken. Give glory to the Lord your God before he brings darkness and before your feet stumble on the dusky dusky mountains. And while you are hoping for light, he makes it into a deep darkness and turns it into gloom. But if you will not listen to it, my soul will sob in secret for such pride, and my eyes will weep bitter, will bitterly weep and flow down with tears, because the flock of the Lord has taken captive. Say to the king and to the que- and the queen mother, take a lowly seat for your beautiful crown has come down from your head. The cities of of the Negev have been locked up and there is no one to open them. All Judah has been carried into exile, wholly carried into exile. Lift up your eyes and see, those coming from the north, where is the flock that was given to you, your beautiful sheep? What will you see when he appoints over you and you yourself had taught them, former companions to be head over you? Will not pangs take hold of you like a woman in childbirth? And if you say in your heart, why have these things happened to me? Because of the magnitude of your inequity, your skirts have been removed and your heels have been exposed. Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? Then you also can do good who are accustomed to doing evil. Therefore, I will scatter them like drifting straw to the desert wind. Sorry, I was reading chat. Good morning, those that just come in. Um, Ron and Julian. And those that I didn't get a chance to say good morning to yet. We're in um Isaiah thir- or not Isaiah, Jeremiah 13 and the NASB. We're actually at um, thirteen twenty five now. this is your lot the portion measured to you from me declares the lord because you have forgotten me and trusted in falsehood so i myself have also stripped you your skirts off of your excuse me so i myself have also stripped your skirts off over your face that your shame may be seen you know we didn't have the shame of the nakedness until um the knowledge of good and evil in genesis when eve ate of the forbidden fruit you know that's when they knew of their nakedness because when god came through calling out for them um, they hid they hid their shame because they knew they were naked as for your adulteries and your lustful neighings the lewdness of your prostitution on the hills in the field i have seen your abominations woe to you O jerusalem How long will you remain unclean? Jeremiah 14, drought and a prayer for mercy. That which came as the word of the Lord to Jeremiah in regard to the drought. Judah mourns and her gates languish. They sit on the ground in mourning and the cry of Jerusalem has ascended and their nobles have sent their servants for water. They have come to the cisterns and found no water. They have returned with their vessels empty. They have been put to shame and humiliated, and they cover their heads because the ground is cracked. For there has been no rain on the land. The farmers have been put to shame. They have covered their heads, for even the doe in the field has given birth only to abandon her young, because there is no grass. and. The wild donkeys stand on the bare heights. They pant for air like jackals. Their, air, their eyes fail, for there is no vegetation. Although our inequities testify against us, O Lord, act for thy namesake. Truly our apostles have been many. We have sinned against thee, thou hope of Israel, its Savior in time of distress. Why art thou like a stranger in the land? Or like a traveler who has pitched his tent for the night. Sorry, guys. I'm on mute for a second. Okay, I think the doggies are calmed down. I've got like five dogs here and six children and about six adults i don't know a little more maybe there's a house full okay i'm going to pick back up at um 14 eight. thou hope of israel its savior in time of distress why art thou like a stranger in the land or like a traveler who has pitched his tent for the night Why art thou like a man dismayed, like a mighty man who cannot save? Yet thou art in our midst, O Lord. And we are called by thy name. Do not forsake us. Thus says the Lord to this people, even so they have loved to wonder. They have not kept their feet in check. Therefore the Lord does not accept them. Now he will remember their inequity and call their sins to account. So the Lord said to me, do not pray for the welfare of this people. When they fast, I am not going to listen to their cry. And when they offer burnt offering and grain offering, I am not going to accept them. Rather, I'm going to make an end of them by the sword, famine, and pestilence. Recall um, a couple weeks ago when we were discussing, we were in the early chapters of Jeremiah and um, the Lord was telling them not to pray Um, I know Ryan will probably remember it but I don't think he's in here today but the Lord was saying hey don't don't pray for them don't ask me to interject and and intercede because I'm not going to and that was something that we were all you know kind of not all but that was something that we were kind of questioning is like okay you know we're supposed we're taught to to pray especially when someone's in need and when you know, there's something that we can maybe do to help, you know, and interject on their behalf to God. Yet God's telling us, don't pray for these people. Don't pray because of their wickedness and because of their seed and deceit and treachery. Um, i was trying to find that passage. Okay, it's Jeremiah 7, 16 it says, as for you, do not pray for this people and do not lift up cry or prayer for them. And do not intercede with me, for I do not hear you. Do you not see what they are doing in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? So again, the Lord is telling them, hey, you know what? Don't, don't, don't pray for them. Don't ask me to interject. He's not going to listen when they fast. He's not going to listen because they have done such evil and such debauchery. I mean, you think about where we're at now and think about like what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. And recall when we were reading in Exodus about how the girls even tricked their stepfather um, or their father into sleeping with them, you know, And, and there was so much evil and wickedness that was abound. see i wonder that too mila i don't know if he's going to interject i mean i think that we it it should still pray and i'm not telling anyone to not pray especially for the enemy but you know in this you know this right here god's saying not to pray for him i'm you know he's not going to listen but that doesn't mean you know we can still try to pray because i think that's what jesus would want you know because we're supposed to love thy brother as thyself. And so in order to do that, you know, we would want prayer for ourselves. So we have to still pray for them and then let God handle it up there is my thought. Um, Christian Training was saying, God does not love the sinner. He hates the sinner as much as he hates the sin. I can't remember what verse that is. See, I I don't think that god hates what is what's going on and then just like right here we could see that he's hating it and and um sin is an abomination to him um and that's why we have to repent because that sin puts up a wall like we were talking about like the plexiglass and we saw a lot of plexiglass during COVID. um sin puts up a wall or kind of like swiss cheese you know it puts little holes in us and if we don't confess you know that's part of of being a true child of Jesus is that we have to not just accept Him, but and believe, but we have to confess our sins with our mouths. We have to let Him know, you know, I'm sorry, I did wrong. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna be sinless. Otherwise, Jesus died in vain, and He didn't die in vain. So none of us, and that, it says in the Bible, none of us are free from sin. But we work to do better and not repeat that sin and to be more like Jesus. But I really, it's a, it's a difficult thing because, you know, we want to pray, but at times, you know, like it's saying in Jeremiah 7, 16, and right here in 14, um, 1410, where he says he's not going to He's not going to accept those prayers he's not going to accept those burnt offerings he's not going to do you know any of that but this was also before jesus came and fulfilled the law um or not really he fulfilled the prophecy of the law and so Okay, Ecclesiastes twelve six, For the Most High hateth sinners and will repay vengeance unto the ungodly and keepeth them against the mighty day of their punishment. Thank you, Christian and Traynon. Yeah, so that makes it— um, Julie, thank you for putting those scriptures in there too, sweetie. And good morning. Um, you know, that's where it becomes like one of those— discussions that we we really need to have and this may be one that we wound up um discussing a little bit more because we want to follow his word and his commandments and what he wants us to do because we want to do all things right by christ and by our our lord um and i was i was just really completely floored when i saw that because i was like oh this is new um why, why, you know, there's times when we don't pray for them, but you know, and there's, this is the same debauchery, like what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. And it's kind of the same that we're seeing now. Actually, that was worse then because God didn't energy, interject then and he hasn't yet. Um, Yet, I think it's a very big word there because it's coming. And I think many of us feel that it's coming. Um, But it really is. It makes it um, tough. And if anybody's got anything they want to call in and add to it, um, feel free to go ahead and call in. The lines are open. I pretty much know everybody that's here um, aren't trolls, so y'all look good. If y'all want to call in and and comment on it, or you can comment in the chat too. But it was really um, interesting on those two passages and um, scriptures because. It kind of went against everything that I knew growing up. Good morning, Steve. Okay, let's see. Where are we at? 1413, false prophets. But, ah, Lord God. I said, look at the prophet. Look, the prophets are telling them, you will not see the sword, nor will you have famine but I will give you lasting peace in this place. Then the Lord said to me, the prophets are prophesying falsehood in my name. I have neither sent them nor commanded them nor spoken to them. They are prophesying to you a false vision, divination, futility, and the deception of their own minds. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who are prophesying in my name. Although it was not I who sent them, Yet they, keep, yet they keep saying there shall be no sword or famine in this land. By sword and famine, those prophets shall meet their end. The people also to whom they are prophesying will be thrown out into the streets of Jerusalem because of the famine and the sword. And there will be no one to bury them, neither them nor their wives, nor their sons, nor their daughters. For I shall pour out their wicked, their own wickedness on them. And you will say this word to them. Let my eyes flow down with tears night and day, and let them not cease. For the virgin daughter of my people has been crushed with a mighty blow, with a sorely infected wound. If I go out to the country, behold those slain with the sword. Or if I enter the city, behold diseases of famine. For both prophet and priest have gone roving about in the land that they do not know. Hast thou completely rejected Judah, or hast thou loathed Zion? Why hast thou stricken us, so that we are beyond healing? We waited for peace, but nothing good came, and for a time of healing, but behold, terror. We know our wickedness, O Lord, the iniquity of our fathers, for we have sinned against thee. Do not despise us for thine own name's sake. Do not disgrace disgrace the throne of thy glory. Remember and do not annul thy covenant with us. Are there any among the idols of the nations who give rain? Or can the heavens grant showers? Is it not thou, O Lord, our God? Therefore we hope in thee, for thou art the one who has done all these things. Uh, it's okay, Steve. Don't worry about it, brother. Our daughter, um, she took care of the farm chores this morning. It was kind of funny. She said the farm life is not for her. And it reminded me of the lady on Green Acres. If y'all remember that show, I'm kind of dating myself a little. But I love the old black and whites like Mr. Ed and um, and those. Um, Christian Training says, all the sinners that Jesus met dropped to their knees is knowing that he was the Messiah. So those thieves and murderers were forgiven. But for all of us that know who Jesus is and still do what we do is what is unforgivable. When Jesus came, he raised our standards. That's a good way to put it. I like that. Be safe, uh, (gasps) Cole. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Christian Training says, my grandma grandma has a green acres cookie jar that sings the song every time you open it. Yeah, um, my daughter definitely doesn't like uh, the farm life. She doesn't like nature much. She loves animals, but nature's been against her a little bit. So for this, I'm going to stop here um, for a moment, and I'm going to go ahead and go to the Founder's Bible on that section that I was telling you guys about. And as y'all can tell, I'm making all kinds of noises, if y'all heard it. This is from the Founder's Bible, um, Uh, Page 1131, it comes from Jeremiah 1619, so I'm a little ahead on this, but um, I liked it and felt like we should go over it today, so give me just a second get situated. to you the nations will come from the beginning america was a haven for people from all over the world who wanted to enjoy civil and religious liberties and significantly the founding fathers understood that these two types of liberty were intimately conjoined as affirmed by declaration signer john witherspoon there is not a single instance in history in which civil liberty was lost and religious liberty preserved entire God grant that in America, true religion and civil liberty may be inseparable and that the unjust attempts to destroy the one may be in the issue, and the one may in the issue tend to the support and establishment of both. Sometimes the way that they write, we're not used to it anymore, and so it gets a little difficult. Jedediah Morris agreed. He was a leading educator from the founding era who was active on the political scene throughout the revolution and held government positions afterward. He reminded citizens, to the kindly influence of Christianity, we owe that degree of civil freedom and political and social happiness which mankind now enjoy. In proportion, as the genuine effects of Christianity are diminished in any nation, In the same proportion, will the people of that nation recede from the blessings of genuine freedom and approximate the miseries of complete despotism, which is where we're at now? I hold this to be a truth confirmed by experience. If so, it follows that all efforts made to destroy the foundations of our holy religion ultimately tend to the subversion also of our political freedom and happiness. Whenever the pillars of Christianity shall be overthrown, our present Republican forms of government and all the blessings which flow from them must fall with them. Citizens from across the world came to America to enjoy its unprecedented liberties and bountiful blessings. Significantly, the Bible records numerous, numerous instances of people from various nations and races traveling to where they could come together to enjoy the blessings of the lord in psalm 86 9 isaiah 2 2 through 4 acts 17 26 and revelation 7 9 10. the american revolution was a perfect picture of this type of assemblage this type of assemblage consider for example prince whipple who had been a slave at the start of the revolution but was freed by his master declaration signer william whipple Prince accompanied General George Washington in the legendary Christmas Day crossing of the Delaware. He is believed to be the man on the oar of the front in the front of of Washington's boat in the famous painting of the crossing of the Delaware. After participating in the Battle of Trenton, he also fought in the battles of Saratoga in 1777 and Rhode Island in, in 1778. Prince directly attended General Washington, and the general staff throughout the revolution, serving as a soldier and aid at, the, aid at the highest levels. Prince, who joined with others of all nationalities to fight for America's civil and religious liberties, is representative of the thousands of similar black patriots who did the same, including Wentworth Cheswell, elected to office in New Hampshire in 1768. He made a Paul Revere-like ride to rouse, the, to rouse patriots. Salem Poor, a soldier in in the battles of Bunker Hill, Saratoga, and Monmouth. He endured the devastating winter at Valley Forge. Peter Salem, a decorated hero at the Battle of Bunker Hill. Prince East Estabrook, a black Minuteman wounded at Lexington. James Armstead, America's first double spy, as well as notables Richard Allen, Lemuel Haynes, Jordan Freeman, Prince Sisson, Oliver Corn- Cromwell, and countless others. But it was not just blacks and whites who joined together in the American Revolution. Also included were Hispanics such as Juan Morales, Bernardo de Galvez, and Francisco Saavedra. Irish such as General Richard Montgomery and Commodore John Barry. In fact, 20 of George Washington's generals were of Irish descent, including one of my ancestors. Frenchmen such as General Lafayette and Admiral de Grassi, Poles such as Count Pulaski and General Thaddeus, and I'm not going to say this one right Koyasuku? I don't know. It's K O S I U S Z K O. Germans such as General DeCab and Von Steuben and many Indian tribes, including Stopbridge, Passamaquoddy, St. John's, Penobscot, Oneidas, Tuscaroras. And a lot of these, um, I just noticed a lot of these places are in the south. Um, Pulaski is a prison in Georgia. Um Where was the other one? Lafayette, which, of course, is the statue um, in front of the White House. Stockbridge is a town in Georgia. Um, DeKalb is a town in Georgia. Um, A lot Montgomery, of course, Alabama. I just thought that was neat and figured I'd throw that in there. Some needless knowledge. And it was not just men, but... But also women, such as Captain Margaret Corbin, when her husband was wounded, she took over his cannon and fired with deadly accuracy. Seriously wounded, she granted a lifetime military disability. Oh, she was granted a lifetime military disability by the Continental Congress. There was also Deborah Sampson posing as a man, she entered and served in the Continental Army. Abigail Adams, the source of accurate military intelligence for her husband. John in the Continental Congress, Elizabeth Lewis, wife of Declaration signer Francis Lewis, she made a prisoner of she was made a prisoner of war for personally withstanding the British attempt to wreck their house and plunder their property. Sybil Luddington, she made an all night Paul Revere like ride of forty miles um, through New York, calling patriots to arms against British attack against the British attack. Mercy Otis Warren, America's first female historian called the Conscious of the Revolution. Mary Ludwig Hayes, when her husband was shot, she took his place in the artillery court and was awarded a military pension by the Pennsylvania legislator. Lydia Dara, she saved countless American troops from, surprise, from a surprise attack when encamped at Valley Forge. Mary Catherine Goddard, a newspaper woman, printer, editor, and publisher, she issued the first printed copy of the Declaration of Independence to include the names of the signers, and throughout the Revolution, she served as Postmaster of Baltimore. Anna Strong, part of the spy ring of George Washington's Chief Intelligence officers, Officer, Major ben, Benjamin Talmadge, and many other who contributed greatly to independence. Furthermore, it was not just Christians, but also Jews, including Haim Salomon, and I know I said that wrong, who helped secure the financing for George Washington to continue the revolution. Isaac Mo- Moses, a blockade runner carrying supplies to American troops. Major Benjamin Nones, a leader in the battles of Savannah and Camden. Mordecai Scheftel, a patriot leader in Georgia. Francis Salvador, the first U.S. Patriot to die in the Revolution, Colonels David and Isaac Franks, military as well as synagogue leaders, and many others. Um, And there's um, some information in Romans 11 that was really good that we had read before. If you want to go back and um, look at that in the Founder's Bible, it, it talks about how they spent years just praying over and discussing um, the Book of Romans before the first shot was ever fired. They, I mean, they really tried to avoid um, battle with arms. In short, the in the Revolution, the Americans were composed of black, white, red and red and brown, both men and women, Christian and Jew, English, Polish, Irish, French, Scotch, German, and others. But every one of them committed to securing civil and religious liberty, self government, and the enjoyment of their una- un an- Oy, I am having a tough time today. Unalienable rights. Decades later, John Adams remembered a time when addressing a group of Americans recalling who composed that army of fine young fellows that was then before my eyes. There were among them Roman Catholics, English Episcopalians, Scotch and American Presbyterians, Methodists, Moravians, Anabaptists, German Lutherans, German Calvinist, Universalist, Arians, Preslians, Socinians, I don't know. That one's S O C I N I A N S Independents, Congregationalist, Horse Protestants, and house Protestants that's weird Deist and atheist and Protestants see they still had atheists then it Says is quite nigh quaint, ran. very few however of several of these species nevertheless all educated in the general principles of Christianity the general principles on which the fathers achieved independence were the general principles of Christianity Now, I will avow that I then believed and now believe that these general principles of Christianity are as eternal and immutable as the existence and attributes of God. Adam saw the great diversity before him, but recognized that they had all come together in this land to partake in its Christian principles and to enjoy God's blessings. Early America reflected the description in Jeremiah 16, 19, which says, O oh Lord my strength and my stronghold and my refuge in the day of distress to you the nations will come from the ends of the earth and say our fathers have inherited nothing but falsehood futility and things of no profit can a man make gods for himself yet they are not gods therefore behold I am going to make them know this time I will make them know my power and my might and they shall know that my name is the Lord. And that one right there, you know, Lord, my, my rock and my redeemer. It's kind of what, you know, that was reminded me of where they got that song. Um, but our Lord is our rock and he is our, our stronghold. And that's gonna wrap us up for today. But I'm gonna um I'm gonna play some music real fast while I take prayer requests and get something to drink. Um, uh, Mila, I've got yours. Um, still darling, I saw that you were saying something about doing baking or whatever, so I've got that. If anybody else has any prayer requests, go ahead and put them in the chat. And I'm gonna try to get us some music going. Eventually get this thing all figured out, right? One of these days. Um, I saw that Steve. What um, was it, Barbara? Isn't it Barbara whose dog had passed? And I was so sad. I felt so bad for her. Or like Duncan was saying the other night, you know, or I think it was on bended knee. I was either bended knee or killed a Christian. Um, but about how. You know, our animals become like our family and sometimes closer and it, it's hard, you know Some people think it's crazy when we're sad or whatever, but I don't and I can relate and, and feel bad for them as well Um, does anybody else have any other prayer requests? Okay, I got you, Christian. And good morning, Jasha. Good morning, Sanctuary of the Divinity. I don't think I've seen you here, but it's great to have you here. We like having new people. Yes, Bob, for sure. Brother Bob, that was awful um with his son. It's so sad. All right, guys, if y'all will um if you're driving, please don't close your eyes, bow your head But if you're not driving, and you can um, If you will bow your heads, close your eyes We're going to go ahead and, and give some prayer to our Father And give him some thanks And and speak some of these requests that we've got Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this family that you've brought together here um, With Bard's Nation and Kilted Christian and, and just bringing us all together from different parts of the world all of us with different things going on but the one commonality is that our love for you is so strong so thank you father for for that blessing of this family that you've created father thank you also for for waking us up today and you know just for using us Um, and we ask that you use us each day to do your work and to bring glory to your name and bring others to your kingdom so that way there's no souls that are lost father because we want all all of them for you not for evil no the evil's not allowed to have anyone if we can help it father we've got some some people here that are in some need today our sister flightworks mary and jaja and Christian and training I'll have and Jillie have some unspoken prayers so you know what that need is father and I just ask that you will as well as Christian and training so I just ask that you'll just be with them and meet those needs that they may have um, for our sister Sharbert I know she had been looking for the right work and right job so father I pray that you lead her and guide her to where you want her to be for our sister Mila who um, was injured by one of her goats, um, we just pray for her continued healing, and for her not to be sore because she's she, her village and the people around her depend on her so much, Father and and we just ask that you know you you allow that healing to come to her and and that her body just be renewed and be able to continue to go. Um, through her day-to-day chores and get them done with ease and not be hurting. Father, also for our brother, Bob, who has lost another son. Um, He lost one in 2021 and he's still struggling. Um, Father, we're just, he just found out that his other son was found deceased and he's having a hard time, Uh, Father. So we lift up Bob because losing a child is is for a parent just as unnatural it goes against the order of things and father you know you lost you lost jesus so father i pray for comfort for our brother bob and and the family right now father i pray for for his faith and and just for him to know that what you only bring us through things that you know Are going to shape us and mold us and and make us into better people even though it may hurt and and it may be sad and and it's hard father i just pray that he turns to his brothers and sisters and that that there's someone that you know he'll just reach out to if he needs to talk to someone and talk it out so that way he doesn't feel like he's alone but knows that he's got family there. He's got this support that loves him. Um, in Bard's Nation and in Kilted Christian. We're a family. And and so, Father, I pray that that Bob just knows the love that that he has here and that he feels that love. And that you bless him, Father, with with everything and anything that he may need, the comfort, especially of while he's grieving allow him to mourn and grieve productively don't allow any kind of evil to get into his heart and into his mind and and cause him to falter father because he is a wonderful man and brother in christ and and so we just lift him up for his strength and just for a renewed love in you um since he lost his son i know he's probably questioning the the whys and the howls and what he might have been able to do different father so so take that out of his mind because you have your purpose and none of us get called home without it being your will father so father thank you for just for being our comforter and our protector our guider and our clarity in days that are dark and and when times are tough and The reminder that you give us, you always give us a sign, some kind of reminder that can lift us up, whether it be in a person or sometimes in a rainbow or just a person going by on something that reminds you of someone. Father, thank you for all of that for all of our brothers and sisters here um in Barnes nation that's listening live and they will listen later father i lift them up to you for our brother jeff who's been sick and msm liars who's also been sick father i lift them up for to you as well um for their healing and for them to um just be able to continue to do your work father and for our sister paperback patriot who's open comma china to You know in Canada father she's going through so much our brothers and sisters up there are so I just lift them up to you and and for a brother M.A. Patriot who's Been a little distant, but it's got a lot on his plate father. I lift up him and for Duncan and Scott who continue to to lead and do their shows and and just be good examples of of good Christians for my sister Laura and for Jennifer Renee and Tam and Laura Lee and and Emily and just all of this wonderful family you've given me and Sidious and Ryan and Angie thank you father for bringing them all into my life thank you for my husband and father I ask prayers for my husband and his family as they mourn the loss of their dad and that the family not be divided by things, but be brought together by this tragic loss and by what is going on. Um, and not to to let it separate them, but let it to just bond them closer. And Father, I just pray for your your guidance for them and the clarity that they need, the discernment to be able to go through and make the decisions they need to make with you in their heart and not any um, ill intent father thank you for all the wonderful blessings you've given us thank you for the blood on the cross and for jesus to allow us to ask you to forgive us for our sins which i'm doing now father please forgive our transgressions and the things that we have done in vain or in sin that were wrong father Um, help us and guide us to not do those again and for our children, Father, just keep them protected and safe. Um, we know that there's a lot of them being abused and, and mistreated and manipulated right now. And, and Father, we pray for their rescue and their delivery of, from that. Um, from Susie, who's got a cousin who's having surgery, I believe any day now, I pray for Kathy's surgery um, and, and for the other family And for everybody else that's in Barnes Nation that I've missed um, prayers for, Father, just you know their need and you know what you can do to help them. So, Father, I just ask for your intervention, um, if it be your will, for you to just be with them and answer these prayers. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And Laura, thank you for that little prayer for me. That was sweet of you. Y'all know I hate asking for prayer for myself, but I need it, and that's why I'm so very thankful that y'all have been praying for me and loving me and sending me sweet messages. You guys are my rock. Um, besides Jesus and, and God, y'all are my rock. So thank you. I love you guys, and I will. I'm gonna be back on tonight. I don't know what show I'm gonna do, to be honest. Um. I had some things in mind, but God's I had some different plans. So I should be back on at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, Scott is on at 4. I don't know if it's going to be Scott or Duncan today because I've just been a little bit um distant. Sorry, not meaning to be, but just busy. So um, I don't know who's leading today's bended knee, but that's going to be on at 4 Eastern. And then at 5, today is uh, Thursday, so brighteon.tv. Scott's on live at 5. I'll be back on at 7. I think Cole, are you on? Cole, no, Cole is on on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Sorry, I mixed that up. Um, I'll be back at 7. If you're in the Echoes Bible Buddies, we're having our chat at 8. And Conley is on at 8 on Podbean. And then... um. Bards FM at 9, 10.30, Kilt to Christian, following up with Fishers at midnight. Guys, y'all have a... Duncan did do so wonderful. Um, Duncan did really great yesterday on Binded Knee. I missed half of it, but it was really great. Um, Sanctuary, I'm not sure what you're talking about, but you can email me, Nikki Knight, N-I-K-K-I-K-N-I-G-H-T at ProtonMail.com. And then I'm also on Telegram. Um, but, yeah, knit will be back on tonight. If y'all have any ideas or suggestions, um, send them to me. It's going to be something from the heart, I'm sure. Um, I had some stuff prepared for the shofars Sunday. Sunday, 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 guys. I have the first shofar meeting um, for the Bards shofar blowers. Um, we're going to be on at Zoom 5 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, if you need the link get it up uh, just send me a message and i'll get you the link um, i'm putting that my email in the chat for you if y'all have any prayer requests for bards for tomorrow if y'all get them in to me by 2 p.m tomorrow that's when i send them over to scott because tomorrow's friday and we do our friday bended knee prayer at the end you guys are awesome i love you um Thank you, Sharbird for the flowers and stuff. I appreciate that. You too, Mila. Y'all have a wonderful, blessed day, and I'll see you guys this evening. Let's see if I can get us some music. This is Matt Redman. Blessed be your name. Thank God bless you, you guys.
0: Blessed be Your name when the sun is shining down on me. When the world's all as it should be. Blessed.